This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. This week, actually, almost to the day, 401 years ago, 20-some-odd Negroes stepped off of a slave ship in Virginia, which started the transatlantic slave trade. You know about it from the 1619 Project, but last year, almost to the day, I stepped onto a stage to talk about that in the framework around freedom and voting. And it's really powerful as I was putting together the, the podcast this week, how you know I dug into the vault because for the first time I'm displaying me being on the other side of the mic. You know, when I'm interviewing people, I'm in my element. I love to interview people. It's the journalist in me, it's the teacher in me. I love to talk to people about things. But being on the other side where folks are asking me questions or where I'm on a stage and, and folks are looking at me is not the most comfortable thing. But this TED Talk that I gave, TEDx in Harlem, I think is so important and impactful. And what I've found, which is amazing, in this divine order is that as I'm digging into the vault to bring this content forward, it's still relevant. I found an interview from 2007 that is still relevant to this day, which speaks to a level of consistency and, and focus and vision, but it also is disheartening because these topics are still viable. We should not still be talking about race and, and why we should vote in 2020, but yet here we are. Here we are. And so if you're on the fence about voting, if you're on the bubble, or you know someone in your circle who's like, my vote doesn't count, please share this podcast with them. And this podcast is brought to you by Ashford University. Ashford University, because dreams and goals are important, but skills will get you there. And Ashford University has online bachelor's and master's programs that will allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. And you know, in the pandemic, we are not going out in the streets. So Ashford allows you to learn from real teachers, real skills online, and it's built for the dynamic twists and turns that we're experiencing. Ashford has 60 plus programs. They have everything from business administration to healthcare administration. And you have 24 seven access to your classroom, daily support and financial aid is available. Ashford will give you the tools you need to build the life you want. So go from dreaming to doing and your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There are no fees to apply and there are no standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Karen. That's ashford.edu slash K-A-R-E-N. Ashford.edu slash Karen. Not all programs are available in all states. How many people in this room are free? Raise your hand. Free. How do you know? Are you free or are you free-ish? Okay. I'm gonna get to that in a second. So um, 400 years ago this week, 20 some odd Africans landed in Virginia. Everyone's talking about it, 1619 is the year. And I imagine that those people, maybe three years before, were free. And then they weren't. Frederick Douglass in 1852 took a stage much like this in Rochester, New York, it was July 5th. And he asked this question, what is the 4th of July to the Negro? It's a question that we should ask ourselves today. He was asking a question as a man who actually wasn't free by law. Frederick Douglass in 1852 had run away from Virginia, the same shores that those 20 some odd Negroes landed. And he was a fugitive from the law. But yet Frederick Douglass was free and what he understood about freedom is that it has to be taken. Freedom is never given. There's no law that can be written into place to make you free. 
So this gentleman probably is free because he has probably taken his freedom. When I talk about voting, and I'm like really sad that I have to, I got a call this week on my show, and someone said, Karen, you know, the vote doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we do. We don't have to vote. That's just one more thing that they're trying to get us to do, and it doesn't matter. And I said, um, I got angry, but I'm on this 30-day fast of no negativity against black people. So, so I had to let it go and take a beat and take a breath because that narrative is very prevalent today. A lot of people don't understand that when we talk about freedom, Frederick Douglass understood this because by law he wasn't free. He wouldn't be free for another 13 years by law, but he was very much free because he took his freedom. And voting is one of our tools. We've heard many tools today, um, tech, and there are other ways that we can build our community, but voting is the one thing that we can do, all of us can do, and it doesn't cost us anything. And it ensures our freedom because it's a right. And it says that you're a person and that you matter. You're not three-fifths anymore because you can vote. So when this person called up, I, I'm turning to this Socratic person. I think I'm getting old because instead of, you know, just clapping back and giving all the smoke that I have, I start asking the questions now, right? So if voting doesn't matter, why do they work so hard for you not to do it? That's my question, right? Stacey Abrams ran a whole campaign solving this notion in Georgia and going around the country actually talking about voter suppression. If voting doesn't matter, why are they working so hard to prevent you from doing it? So I play this video a lot on my show. I have a radio show, by the way, Sirius XM, Urban View, Channel 126, where talk empowers and becomes action. And there's a guy named Paul Wayridge. He is the founder of The Moral Majority. He's the founder of something called the Heritage Foundation. He's a strategist. And what he understood is that there's going to come a time where we won't have the numbers. There won't be any Italians that we can make white anymore, any Irish that we can make white anymore, any Hispanics that we can give them another designation. Man, this country is going to be overrun by people who don't look like us. What do we do? We stop them from voting. Because written in that Constitution, while these framers owned human beings while they had people in bondage, while this, while this country in 1619, not 1776, was founded on the notion, on the economy of enslavement. They also, in a schizophrenic way, wrote a constitution that gave loopholes for people to have freedom. Uh-oh. So here we go. Let's play the Paul Weyrich quote. Now, many of our Christians have what I call the goo-goo syndrome, good government. They want everybody to vote. I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by a majority of people. They never have been from the beginning of our country, and they are not now. As a matter of fact, our leverage in the elections quite candidly goes up as the voting populace goes down. Our leverage goes up when the voting populace goes down. I know I'm speaking to the choir. I know I'm in a room full of people who care or you wouldn't be here. But this message is a reminder that it's just not enough for us to show up to vote. In our communities, we have to go out and encourage other people to vote because Paul Weyrich, who's also the father of what we call the Tea Party, who's also the father of all of these strategies that we see going on today, he's dead now. But what he knew was if we can somehow get people to not value this thing that we have leverage and we can win. If voting isn't important, why do they work hard to prevent you from doing it? 
I think about that. Um, last year, we had a voter registration drive on Urban View. We went to HBCUs. We went to um, Jackson State in Mississippi. It was beautiful. We went to Morehouse. Uh, we went to Florida A&M. We went to, yeah, we went to Florida Memorial. We went to Morgan State. And we were registering people to vote. The turnout wasn't what I wanted it to be. I expected it to be a lot more. But what I realized is that we've been indoctrinated to not value this thing and focus on the wrong. They got this. They show up locally. They show up to their city council meet, uh, voting. They show up to their judge. They vote for their judges. We show up for the president. And we're happy when Obama wins, and we're sad when Trump loses. But most of this polit political game is local. And we don't show up for those. People win by hundreds of votes. AOC in New York won because she just knocked on doors. And the other guy thought he was going to win because he's part of a machine. But she knew that people vote. So I need to go out and talk to people. We have a Congress right now with Rashida Tlaib and oh, Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley and a host of other people that nobody thought should be in Congress or should win. And they're tearing it up because they understood that voting matters, and they went out and got the votes. I went to Mississippi, and I went just on a lark to Megar Evers' home. I didn't expect it to be open, but it was, and I got a tour. And the woman from Tougaloo uh, College was telling us how Megar Evers started out selling insurance because he wanted people to be insured. But he realized as he was going to farm to farm to sharecroppers, talking to them about insurance, that they didn't have any rights they didn't have the ability to make, make enough money to buy insurance. And he started focusing on voting. And it became a, a crusade of his. He had, of course, death threats. He, his living room had to be built in such a way that the window was so high, just in case. But what he didn't factor in was that an elephant gun several blocks away would be his end. He was coming back from a rally, had t-shirts in his trunk, was opening his trunk coming into his home, and a person two blocks away with an elephant gun shot him through his body, through his chest, went through that wall that they had built above the window, through the next uh, wall, through the refrigerator in his kitchen. His kids could have been in there watching television. They were in the other room, and they had this, these drills. He lost his life because voting matters. Viola Luoza. She uh, is a woman from Michigan, watching the civil rights movement, decided to come down and help people register to vote. She was driving someone home. Four Klansmen murdered her and the gentleman in her car. A woman with four kids left her house. Goodman, Cheney, Schwerner, you heard about them. Voting, right? Why are they dead? Why did they lose their lives because they wanted people to vote if it didn't matter? It matters probably today more than it did back then. And for all of the people that are mad and want to talk about Russia and collusion and Hillary sucks and all these other things, and if you don't like Trump, here's what you need to know. A hundred million people sat home. One hundred million. Actually, a hundred and two million. How many people voted for Trump? Sixty-two million. How many people voted for Hillary? More. Sixty-five million. But the most sat home. A hundred million people who were eligible to vote chose not to. So we can talk about Russia, collusion, white male fragility, uh, white women betraying, and all this other stuff. But the reality is, the reason why we have Trump today is because 100 million people did not value their, their freedom. And that's what this is really about.
Let's not give away our freedom. I just want to leave that message. And I don't want to do something in a very hokey way, like, let's go vote, y'all. Let's go vote. But I need us to be thoughtful about it. And when people challenge you about whether or not we should vote or why should we vote, ask them. Ask them would Megar Evers uh, respond differently? What would Viola Luoza do today? What would J Cheney, Goodman, and Schwerner do? What would Frederick Douglass do? One of the last things he was doing was not just fighting for abolition, which happened, but also the right to vote, suffrage. Because he understood as three-fifths a person that the one thing that would make him a whole person in this country, and this is the trick, is to, for all of us to have the vote. And we do. Now, they were tricky with that 13th Amendment with the buck clause to make sure that more people would be enslaved. We got, but we're working on that too. But those laws can only change if we vote people in who are going to change them. So I want to leave you with that message, and I thank you for having me today, and I appreciate you. Thank you.